very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of GrowingDentist.com. Today, I'm excited to have Dr. Trent McCord with me. Am I pronouncing your last name correct, Doctor? Yep, you got it, Aaron. Thank you. And the reason I'm excited to be talking to Dr. Trent is because he's young. Uh, I guess I'm not as young as he is anymore, but I'm in my early 40s. But he, he started his practice uh, a year ago, um, you know, maybe a few months more than a year ago. And um, he graduated in 2013, and he's very, very successful. And uh, I, I don't want to give away too much of the, you know, the secrets just yet because I want him to tell his story. But uh, so once again, everybody, welcome. And Dr. Trent, uh, I'm so glad that you're here. Why don't you start by telling a little bit about yourself, your story? All right. Well, so my name's Trent McCord, and I uh, am a dentist. I grew up in Northwest Arkansas, a town called Siloam Springs. And so that's kind of, I don't know, I'm a homer. I like, I like Arkansas. So I've always wanted to come back to this area. I went to dental school at Oklahoma, graduated in 2013, and then came back to Arkansas, drug my wife, who's a Kansas City girl over here, and uh, live now nearby, about 30 minutes away where I grew up in a town called Centerton. Um, it's, I guess it's, the claim to fame maybe maybe is we're right next to Bentonville, which is the Walmart world headquarters. So love them or hate them, or this is Walmart territory over here. Um, I opened my practice on April 11th in 2016. So as of, I think we're a year and two days old now. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been a busy year. Very, uh, very good year. Um, we, 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 we got off the ground running. I've been blessed with a lot of new patients, but very stressful as I've kind of learned how to be a business person, um, an owner of a business and this responsibility. I'm, I'm a pretty, oh, I shouldn't say I'm irresponsible, but I'm a kid at heart. So a lot of, a lot of growing up and learning for me over this past year. But uh, yeah, I, I worked for a couple of years in the area and wanted to own a practice, had trouble finding one. And then Decided to take the plunge and do a startup. Uh, found an area with, I think, a high demand for dentists, and and that's where we started up, and it's worked out. It's worked out well so far for a year and two days. It's amazing, actually. I was in your neck of the wood last year. <laughs> My daughter, oh, yeah? daughter is in, into robotics, and uh, we came to University of Arkansas. Cool. Awesome. How they how how they do. Oh, they actually did pretty well. It's a it's a it's a world tournament. So I guess out of twenty thousand teams, you know, four hundred teams uh, get to go to these uh, world tournaments. And yeah, they did pretty well. I think in some competitions they were like in the top twenty and stuff. And I mean, she was in grade eight, grade eight, right? So of course, you yeah. know, it's it's fun and you know, it's like wow, it's you know, for the nerds, it's the Olympics for the nerds. But <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. The the ones that are gonna be our bosses one day. Um, I, if you ever are at a robotics tournament, there's a robot out there with a sticker on it of Mint Dental Care, which is my office. We did a donation to our our robotics club at our local high school a couple months ago, and so because they they were going to be going to nationals as well, and they they were going to put a sticker a sticker of our office on the robot. So if you see one, that that's me. I'm I'm robotics famous. Maybe if it gets out there. <laughs> 
That's great. Yeah, I mean, the young kids today, they're just amazing. You know, they they, they can run circles around us, you know, in terms of their comfort with technology and oh, yeah. a lot of the new, yeah, the new things that's happening. Um, yeah, so this is an awesome story, Doctor. So you, you went to school, you came back to your hometown, and you opened a practice, and you're doing amazingly well. Um, so let me just kind of take peel the onions, you know, one by one. So... Um, when you graduated from school, what happened? Did you go and work for somebody for a couple of years? Like, uh, what was your step one? Yeah, so I graduated, and I was going to buy a practice in my hometown. Um, so I had that all lined out. We we bought a house and moved to Asylum Springs, where I grew up. And then I graduated and got my license, and then it just it ended up falling through. Um, great doctor, actually one of my good friends, actually bought, ended up buying his practice a couple of years later. But I don't think we were quite ready um, in the end. I don't think he was quite ready to retire, and I probably wasn't quite ready to buy it. So we just decided, ah, oh, let's 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 not do it right now. And so I ended up going to work for a oh a corporate office in my area um, my first year out of school, which was a uh, that that was a tough year, um, having to get out of school without a lot of experience and then just kind of get thrust into a busy practice with, you know, a lot of patients and learn how to be a dentist. In dental school, you see two patients a day and then you're going to see in a full schedule. It was, I mean, it was, it was really stressful. So I had a lot of growing up to do while I worked there and then did that for, I don't know, 10 months to a year and decided it probably wasn't the best fit for me. And so Found another practice in my hometown with another awesome doctor that I was going to join. And then, yeah, I think we just decided, I decided I wanted to have my own office instead of being a being a partner. So at that point, I left again and uh, went and worked for a community clinic, um, a, a, FQ, a federally qualified health center in my area. Um, and so we saw predominantly Medicaid, lower income, had a sliding fee scale and everything. Did that for a couple of years while I got my own up off the ground. Um, and that, and it, that was a really good, had a lot of fun working there and got a lot of good experience, especially with kids, with pedo, uh, working at community clinic. And they were accommodating and knew I was going to be open to my own practice. So it worked with me on scheduling and, and getting that up and running. So that made a pretty smooth transition until I got my own open in 2006, in April 2016. Amazing. So you you open you open in April 2016, and we are talking in April 2017. So it's exactly in a year now. Mm-hmm. Yep. What happened? Um, you know. So before you opened your practice, did you do anything? Uh, you know, in picking the location, in in uh, you know um, anything to prepare? You know, so that people knew you were coming. Just give me what happened prior to opening. Okay. So. I, uh, I, first off, I never thought opening a practice, doing a startup was something I could do. I, you know, that was just that something that the crazy people do, which, which actually is probably true still. But I, I took a course called Breakaway Practice Seminars in San Antonio. Great course. I recommend anyone looking into opening a, an office or you know, just anyone with an existing office taking it. It just, the class really went into how to start up and run a dental office. And, uh, and so I, I took that class in, oh, I don't even remember, 2014, maybe 2015. And that kind of put the bug in my ear. And, and I, I pretty much followed their formula. They do some consulting and help with startups. And so they've been, they've helped me along the way as well. And uh, yeah, so I, I took that class. And then, so from there I learned, you know, the startup, one of the most important things is location. You, 
you've got a business you're going to open with zero cash flow and zero patients in day one. You got to fill those chairs. Um, so I got a demographics report done and pointed me to Centerton, the town I'm in now. And, uh, you know, it's about third. I wanted to open in my town where I grew up in just because that was home. And uh, but it, it, the demographics report you know, showed me that, you know, Centerton had basically the same amount of people, but of one dentist instead of nine. So we that's why I made my decision to come over here mainly. And and uh, it was because there's a need. Um, everyone here has to drive, you know, a long way to find most people have driveways to find a dentist. So, you know, I was able to open up here and it's, you know, be a part of the community that's right here for people. It makes, you know, helps access, uh, people going to the dentist here in town. So the first thing that you did was find the right location and you feel it's really important. In other words, you want to find a place where there is enough space for you to establish a business, right? If you had uh, you know, gone to your own town where there were nine dentists for the same amount of people, 15,000 people, you would have struggled. But here there was only one dentist and there was 15,000 people, so there was an opening. So would you recommend that anybody starting out a practice spend enough time and money making sure, especially if they're going to, you know, uh, build a scratch practice, making sure that there is enough space in the market? That would be that would be the first and most important thing I would say to do. Um, because if there's not a need for your services, no matter how great you are and, and how good you are, it's going to be so much harder if you don't have patients. And if people already seen another dentist, it's going to be hard. If you provide a great service and do all the right things and you're somewhere where people want a dentist, they want to have someone that's five minutes away instead of 30, uh, you're going to have a lot more patients. So you're going to be a lot more successful. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, now, okay, you go into this town, you open up. Uh, of course, you took your classes. You you kind of understood the basics. Um, how did you kind of, how did you let people know that you are there? I mean, the sense what I'm trying to find out is you are a stranger, right, coming into their town. Yes, they don't, they don't have a dentist, so they have only one as opposed to, um, you know, enough. Um, but how, how do you kind of break that ice? How did you kind of, uh, you know, establish yourself? Well, we, uh, so part of it is going to a good location with a bunch of people. We also, we picked a spot on the main road, a really busy road, um, that everyone drives to our, our town has a main road goes into it in, in past the Walmart world headquarters where most of the people work. And, uh, so everyone's driving by in and out of town here. And so we hung a banner up while construction was going on the coming soon sign. We got, uh, um, did some mailers that went out a couple me- weeks before we opened. So, oh, we, I mean, we sent them to thousands, um, probably everybody in the area. So everyone had a mailer, knew that a new dentist was coming, and we had a website up and running oh, a couple weeks before we before we actually opened so people could, you know, get on, they get a mailer and they can go find us, find a website, find information about us online. And then, um, yeah, oh, and then we also had, uh, some, we had phones covered for a few weeks before we opened so that when people could call in, they could go ahead and schedule an appointment and phones were answered once our mailers went out, um, even though we weren't open yet. Just so on our day one, we had a full schedule. Um, that way we're not you know, opening and just hoping people show up. We were able to kind of coordinate our marketing um, to that. We also started a Facebook page, which is something I recommend everybody do and 
it's free and and you know we just kind of started going out in the community and posting stuff and letting people know we were coming and posting updates on the opening so we had a lot of people local people find us on facebook and yeah then we we opened and it was pretty busy and just kind of been chugging along since right that's amazing um how many patients do you get right now oh man it depends on the month we our busiest month was december we had 162 everyone was coming in you know before the end of the year and didn't want to use their insurance benefits and then but we usually see probably you know, 120 to 150. I think we had about 130 last month, but we were closed for a week. So we're, we're, it's, it's a lot. It's kind of a, it's, it's busy. So it's good, but it, it's, it is not a relaxing day at work every day. Sometimes <laughs> we're kind of running around trying to accommodate people and, and get patients in. And, and, and so we're working on our systems and everything to where we can do that more efficiently. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a lot especially now that recalls are coming in. Absolutely. Um, so you, you found the right location. That was your number one secret to success, and you, you would say the most important. What's the mm-hmm. second thing, I mean, looking back, that you felt you did right that really made a difference? Um, I, I think having the right people. Um, so when I opened with two employees, um, Ava and Misty. Ava is an assistant. Misty is my front desk, who's also an assistant um, that I had worked with in the past and just a, a really good, she came available. She's a, someone I know, I like, I love working with. So I, I hired her to work front desk, even though she didn't have any much front desk experience just because I wanted her on my team. And then we ended up moving her to the back as soon as we got someone else up front. But you know, from the beginning, I, you know, we've just been blessed with have happy people working for me that are hardworking, enjoy being there, and very professional, very good at their jobs. Um, so we've just been able to communicate and, and get along with people from day one. Um, and me too. I, I really like people. Um, so I enjoy talking to people and getting to know them and, and getting those relationships. And uh, we get we get compliments all the time. I get compliments all the time on just people come in. They're like, oh my goodness, we love this place. Your staff is so nice everyone's so helpful and they had a lot of fun with them and i think we've got eight yeah eight employees now so and then me so nine of us total and i mean everyone i enjoy going to work with all these people and uh, and i think they they enjoy coming to work with me and at our office too and the patients can feel that and sense that so having just i mean people like people and and we take good care of folks and we just that's been I mean, that's been awesome. I have been extremely blessed with the team I've had because I know with startups, I know a lot of people just that's they have a lot more issues than I've had. That's for sure. And I, I mean, I've just I couldn't ask for a better team. And and uh, and my patients, they I mean, I mean, you know how it is. You've got a business as well and you have good people there and they take care of people. It just helps everything grow, take stress off of you and, and people. I don't know. That's 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 the key. Once, aside from getting patients in the door, um, for me, having having good people has just been amazing and made a huge difference. Right. I think I'm sure you you noticed this about yourself. You are a person who appreciates everything. I mean, just in the conversation I've had with you in the last 10, 15 minutes, you have appreciated, you know, your old doctors. You've appreciated the cause. You've appreciated your team. 
I mean, you name your team by name, and you know these are people to you. I think, I mean, I, I'm glad to see that because a lot of times I find that you know I've been working with you know 140 dentists, and uh, a lot of time I find that this is something that people grow into. Of course, uh, in the older they get and the more successful they become, they become extremely appreciative. But a lot of the young doctors, you know, it takes them a while to figure it out. So I'm glad, you know, you figured it out. Is that by accident, or you just, uh, you just that's just the way you have always been? I don't know. I think probably part of it the way I've been. I, you know, I do like people. Part of it this past year has been hard. I mean, I was stressed out and having, you know, some troubles just getting up in the morning, dragging my feet, and just just about things have gone well with the practice, but just general stress and 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 since you know kind of coming out of that season of of distress of having to get the practice open and figure out how to run it I've you know I look back and my first two employees are still with me and I see them every day and we talk and laugh about you know me running to the bathroom to vomit on our first day because I was so nervous um you know and they're there they're there with me and, and I can see I appreciate them much more now than I probably did a year ago because I can see how important and how vital it was to have them with me and that if I'd have had bad people or turnover in some of those times it would have been it would have just it would have been awful so sometimes going through going through the really hard times uh, can really make you appreciate looking back kind of who helped you there and who was who was there with you and and that's kind of been my team and now I, I you know I go to work, and some days you, you get up in the morning, like, oh, I don't want to go to work, but I get there, and you know, the people there just make me smile. Um, so that 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 helps a lot, um, just to me being able to enjoy my job and what I do is I'm around some really cool people every day. So tell me a little bit more about how did you find those amazing people, the happy people, who, you know, who who uh, you know who who want to take care of patients and who your patients come and tell you, you know, how amazing your team is. Um, is it by accident or is there a formula? Just you know, looking back, give me some of the things that you did in finding those you know good people. I think a lot of it is going to be luck, um, and then a lot of you know maybe intuition or maybe just I have no idea. But my my first two, Misty and Ava, Misty I had worked with at the that office I worked at right out of school, so I knew she was a rock star. Ava, I never met before, but I, I worked with someone that worked with her in the past that basically told me, hire her. She's awesome. She's really good. And then my wife and I met with Ava at a Panera Bread interview before we opened. And I mean, she just was professional. She's been doing dentistry a long time. And I could tell she was passionate about it and wanted to work with us. And uh, I mean, she told me, she said, doctor, I know you're opening a business. And I'm asking for more than you were wanting to do, but I promise you I'll be worth it. And I hired her for more than I was planning on doing, and she has been more than worth it. So, and I have my wife's a very good judge of character as well. We both, you know, loved Ava, and so it just it worked it worked out great. From there, all of my interviews have been just having we post something online, or someone comes by and drops off an interview or resume, we just have people come by the office while we're working. I find some time to chat with them a minute, and then I just let them go talk with my team and look around, and it's it's worked out great. Um, it's not, I don't know, it's not formal. I'm sure I should have a proper interview 
thing to do, but I think a lot of times just going on your gut and intuition, especially now that we have several people in the office, we have people come in and meet everybody. Do we like them? Yes. Do we like them? No. Okay, move on. And it's worked out really, really well for us. We've we've had turnover. I've lost two. One left for another. We worked 12-hour days, and one, she was great, but she just needed some I think some different hours. And so she's, she left on good terms and, uh, and that was fine. And then I've had another one that had some trouble getting an assisting license that we had to, we had to cut ties with, um, which it would be nice not have to, but there's not much way around that. But I mean, really we've, that's kind of been what I've done is come in on a day we're working. I'll chat a few minutes, talk with my team and we'll see if we, we still, we'll see if we think you're a good fit and it's worked out real well. What are you looking for? I mean, is this things that you you notice or you look for? Your team is looking for. Um, do do we like them? Like, is it someone that is personable and seems genuine and pays attention when we're talking to them? That that counts for a lot because I mean, you know, nobody likes going to the dentist. Going to the dentist is equated to you know going in for torture or something horrible, and and anything we can do to make it a pleasant experience there, I want to do, and that involves, you know, likable people that can talk and chat with patients. Um, and, and just insincerity. I mean, people that seem sincere when they come in, it, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Do they seem hardworking and, and are they, are they willing to, to work? Do they seem like they want to be there? And I mean, so far so good, knock on wood, but it's worked out really well for us. Right. And one of the things you and I were chit-chatting about is, you know, kind of becoming part of the community. Can, can you kind of tell me right from day one, what did you do to become part of the community? Because you're not from that town, right? You know, even though you live close by, you know, that's not, you know, that's not, people there don't know you. So you were a stranger to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, it's a town of 15,000, which is, you know, in Arkansas, that might be considered a big town in most places. Uh, in the States, it's going to be considered a small town, but it's small enough to where it kind of has a hometown feel. I mean, we, the may, I know the mayor, it's that kind of town. Everybody knows who the mayor is. He's on Facebook. And I mean, anyone asks him a question, he's going to personally help them out with, with whatever they need. Um, that's kind of the town we're in. We, you know, when we opened, we just, I think through our Facebook helped us communicate a lot that we're here and we, we decided we would do a donation every month of a portion of our new patient exam fees back back into the community. So we've we've kept that up and I mean just you know, giving back. We just did one, we donated five hundred dollars to a, a a group called DECA at the high school that's you know, students in business and marketing and and they came by the office, asked for a donation. We said, Sure, let's do it and so we did it and we we got a picture with them and put it on Facebook and shared it. We this afternoon we're going to make night guards um, for the some of the football players. Uh, just just you know making custom night guards for those guys and and giving them donating them because uh, that's you know they're part of our community and just we've done you know we've done a donation every month and you know when people come to us with something in need we we accept it and so we we do it. I mean, I, my goodness, I, I worry words going to get out, but whenever a group comes by asking for a donation, we, <laughs> we, we write them a check. So doing those kinds of things and then, you know, just talking to patients, getting to know them, what, what do they need and, or do they know of anybody or, oh, you work, 
you're a football coach. What can we do for the football players? Or, you know, we had some firemen. We ended up doing a donation to the fire department, same with the police department. And, uh, yeah, just this, I don't know, getting, and it's fun. My team really likes it. In fact, we did the donation the other day. They were all getting mad at me because I had been going and doing the donations by myself and getting a picture. And they're like, let us go. And so, you know, yesterday I had some meetings, but a couple of them went up and did the donation to the check at the high school. And they were excited to do it. They wanted to be a part of it. And I think they would just assume I not do it anymore. They get to do it. And, and uh, But that's kind of the people I have. They They want to be involved in the community as well. So we've we've done a lot of that and then facebook really helps to get out there and reach out to the community let people know what we're doing and know that we're here to help and because everyone's on facebook and you know it's kind of a good way to communicate with the community back and forth so that's been a lot of fun for us and it's free so that's, right. that's worked out well for us i'm sure it could be done better but we're winging it all right right you know, it's, the other thing is you, you didn't, in all of this conversation, you didn't tell me what you do or how you do it. You're more focused on them. Just like you're more focused on your patients. I mean, your team members, you're more focused on your patients. What's good for them? So, you know, let me ask you this because I, I, I do talk to a lot of dentists and I have to say that, you know, in terms of actively donating and being part of the community the way you are, I haven't seen anybody, you know, who writes checks to everybody who shows up. So has it paid off for you? I mean, as a businessman, you know, how does it pay off? Just so that the listeners, if they're interested in, you know, really becoming part of the community, how do you think about it? Why does it work for you? How does it work for you? Like, for example, you, you donated some money to the fire department, right? So now you do see more people because of that. Just tell me tell me a little bit more about your experience with the whole, you know, community I, donations. I don't know for sure because, I, I mean, that's hard to track, and I'm not the best about tracking stuff anyway. Um, I'm sure it does. We, you know, one of the things we did, um, we, right after, oh man, it was probably a year ago is right after we opened a storm blew through town. And then there, I got up in that morning, in the morning, there was a trampoline, a beat up trampoline in our parking lot that a storm had blown into the parking lot. And so we, uh, we, I, I posted on Facebook, there's a trampoline. If we can find the owners, we'll buy them a new one. And then we did. We found the owners. It was a, a couple um, and their three children, and they're 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 not even from the United States, but they came and I think you have our trampoline, and I'm like okay, so I got them a new one, and I took it to their house and took a picture with them, and then it just I don't remember it reached like fifteen thousand people on Facebook, just all organic of people sharing and everything, and uh, I you know I don't know if that how many people we got out of it, but it. It 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 was fun. Um, the community really liked it, and it let people know, you know, that's who we are, and uh, we're here. And I think it's probably brought us a lot of like-minded patients that are community-driven, uh, that that appreciate those kinds of of actions. And uh, and we get a lot of comments on it. I mean, people will will comment on stuff like that. I uh, you know, a little girl got her bike stolen in town, um, and we we got her a new bike, and uh, and so same kind of thing it just you know people like those kinds of feel-good stories and it's fun to do i mean i felt like doing it and, and uh you know people will comment on it we had i was on my way home from a football game uh one night and the car broke down on the side of the road so i you know we pulled over my i had my daughter with me we pulled over and helped him out gave him a ride home and went by the office I'm like oh there's my office because he's a dentist they're like you're the one that gave the bike to that little girl. I was like, yep. And so it's just kind of, 
those things get out there. I don't hear about it in the office much. It's not like someone calls in and says, oh, hey, I saw you did a, donated a trampoline or a bike, so we're coming to see you. I don't know. Um, I'm sure it helps. I couldn't tell you how much, but you know, part of it's just who we are, and and it's fun to do. I enjoy doing it. Dentistry is such a slog as it is, giving people shots and pulling teeth all day. It's nice to do something nice for a change that 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 people enjoy. So I'm sure it's benefited us, you know, as a business standpoint, getting patients in. But even if it hadn't, I mean, I need an outlet other than pulling teeth. So it's good to do something nice as a business change. Right. You know, I think absolutely 100% what you're telling me, um, I, I can totally understand why it's helping you and that is, I'm sure it's helping you. And it's kind of two key things, you know, as a marketer, you know, I work with quite a few, you know, dentists and doctors and uh, I think um, reciprocity works. You know, when you're kind to people, it always comes back to you. It's just a human nature to be kind to those mm-hmm. who are kind to others. You know, like uh, yeah. if, if you are, you know, not kind to your team members, if you are not kind to, you know, um, uh, you know, like that that girl who lost her bike, then, you know, that also will come back to you. But when you are kind, you know, it gets noticed, like you said, fifteen thousand times, and it's not you doing it; it's other people doing it. So mm-hmm. even the credibility is significant, right? Because you're not bragging how great guy you are; it's just other people are talking about you, and they don't even, like you said, mention it to you because. You know, that's not the person you are. You don't. You're not doing it because they're going to mention it. You're doing it because you feel it's the right thing to do, and you enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I do think it works. And I think the combination of <clears throat> that kind of uh, community involvement. It's not just. I guess the, the thing I'm learning from you is you don't just write a check and just forget about it. You kind of, you know, become part of that story. I mean, you know. Uh, you go to their house and give them the bike, and, and then take a picture, and you know, say, "Hey, you know, this is something we did this week." And you just, and you don't make a big deal out of it. It's just a you know, matter of fact, you know. Just, you know, this is who we are. And I think um, it's interesting. I think a lot of times people um, love authenticity. They they love that genuineness, right? And um, so you walk into this town where you know there was an opening in terms of uh, you know there's only one dentist, and then you become the kind-hearted dentist in the town. And uh, yeah. and it just spreads. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it's worked for us and it sure makes it more fun being a dentist and, and being in town when you can, when you can do, when you can do those kinds of things. I mean, just in general, even if you're not a dentist, um, being right. able to give back, I mean, that makes it fun. But my, you know, that's, my parents are, they do. That's kind of how I was raised. My mom was always volunteering and at different things and just, you know, supporting people in the community. So I probably get that from my parents. And so I, I don't know. That's how I was raised. And it's it's kind of fun to get to do it on for me to be able to do it and contribute now that I'm older and and uh, maybe wiser than when I was when I was a kid. Maybe not too much, but I'm getting there. Right. Is your wife involved in the practice? I know you mentioned she interviewed one of your first team members. She no, she's not. My wife is a nurse practitioner, so she works full time. She's got her own. Um, she works in a in a family practice, uh, provide medicine, and so. But she's, I mean, she's my wife, so she's. I don't. She's a decision maker. She's involved. She. She comes up and brings snacks or whatever, but she no, she doesn't work in the office. But 
you know, back before we opened, I didn't want to go interview people on my own. So I had Sarah go along with me. And I tell you, that's another big part is, um, you know, for us, we have two daughters, um, two and five and, uh, family. It's been, it's been awesome. Um, having my family, but having Sarah just to support me, because like I told you, it was a hard year. I mean, there's quite a few tears shed and a lot of anxiety and what's going on? What am I doing? Did I make the wrong mistake? And she's just, she's been there by my side, nothing but supportive and loving and, and helpful um, the whole way. So she doesn't work in the office, but she keeps me sane. Um, and uh, I wish she did. I wish I could have her working in the office. She is, she is on the ball. She would so much better but she's got her own career so she it, she enjoys so i can't really steal her from from her medical practice right that's amazing um in terms of uh, in terms of the lessons learned we talked about you know the location we talked about you know appreciation we talked about you know uh the right people who have the right kind of mindset and you kind of made another point like when you are kind and giving and you care about the others, uh, other people who are kind of like-minded, you know, similar mindsets, uh, you know, who are kind and giving and care about you, care about you in return and they tell their friends about you and and, and, and they, they support you, right? So you become part of the community and it's an interesting way to go a practice. You know, you don't need to just rely on some kind of a gimmick, you know, some kind of a promotion, you know, buy one, get one free, any of that stuff. It's just being who you are and being genuine and you know, living, living your talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it all plays. Now I've, we've seen some of that gimmick too, the, the, we give away free whitening to new patients and I mean, we do all that stuff too, but you know, a lot of times we got, we found a lot of new patients, they don't even ask for it. They don't, we, you know, we give it to them like, oh, really? Cool. Thanks. Um, or we totally forget to give it to them and they come back later like, hey, so my buddy said this, they get that too. Like, oh, yeah, I found this about. But, uh, yeah, it, the word, word of mouth, patients through referrals, word of mouth, is, those are a lot more fun because you are, they already kind of know. You. Um, and then in a day when I'm seeing, you know, the practice is just, I mean, almost every patient's a new patient. That could be hard and exhausting getting to know new people all day, especially when you're a dentist and they, you know, they're afraid of you to begin with. So having some people come in that were referred, you've seen their family, you've seen their friends, you already have that commonality. It, uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's someone comes in kind of trusting you already, which makes things just so much more easy, especially in dentistry where people don't really like to trust you, um, just because you're the the guy coming with a mask on and a needle. It's, you know, it's nice to have someone that kind of likes you to begin with. Right. Um, I I want to talk to you about um four things because when I first started this podcast, I said you know it's it's called growing dentist and um, we want. You know, we are interested in people who are interested in growing because uh, we find those are fun people to work with. And typically, I find people want to grow in four areas, time, money, purpose, and relationships. Uh, And I I want you to take on it because, you know, you are in a unique space. You're young, yet, you know, a young family, and you just opened a practice a year ago, and you're doing well, and, and, and you're not sugarcoating anything. You know, you have had your moments. You know, you have had your struggles. Uh, but you're still standing, and your practice is growing, and you're learning, and you're you know changing. So how did you think about time, money, purpose, and relationship? Um, you know, when you first graduated versus when you're working for others versus now, and how do you think it might change into the future? 
I first graduated, the, uh, my perspective definitely changed because I was an employee, and at that point, it was my purpose was to learn how to be a dentist and make an income to pay off student loans. So, which tied into I needed money to do that. Um, time was just kind of you know I had a job worked for forty hours a week, and that was work time, and like time, money, purpose, and what was the last relationships. one? Relationships. Oh, relationships. Yeah, and the relationships part. I, I wasn't, I've always liked people, and when I got out of school, I, I spent a lot of time and really enjoyed getting to know my patients, but probably not as much as I do now. Now that, you know, I, I opened my own practice, and I put a lot more thought, well, and I'd had some wisdom a couple years of being a dentist into what all those mean. For me, I've got a young family, so time, I want time with my family. Um, I work three days a week, but they, we work long days, uh, seven to seven. Um, and uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to work many more hours than that ever. So time-wise, I, when I'm at work, I'm going to work hard, um, but I want to be able to, in a couple of years when my girls are involved in you know, dance or sports or whatever it is, school events, I, I want to be able to be in a situation where I can take time to spend time with family um, and where financially, I don't know, I want to get out of debt. Um, I'd like to get all of our student loans paid, paid off and be debt-free. And I'd like to be able to go on some vacations. But more than anything, the money, I think, I'd like to be able to make enough so I can have time with my family. Um, we can go on vacations or spend time together. Purpose um, and relationships, I think, are probably my more driving factors. Is is, is just the the people and and going who I work with and, and making a difference in other people's lives. Our our vision at the office is is to be the most community driven dental office in the state of Arkansas, the radical generosity and an abundance mindset. And and I think for us to do that. Um, you know, it, it ties more into our purpose and relationships, and, and the purpose is to serve our community and make a difference for people beyond just dentistry and teeth. I mean, I know we can change smiles and all that, but but I'm I mean more really make a difference in in the community, help those in need, whether it's a dental need or another we can serve, and just you know leave a be a bright spot in someone's day and make someone laugh and smile, um, and that kind of ties into the relationships as well is just to be you know have a relationship with our patients, get to know them to where we're you know, we're, we're a friend to the community and we're, we're involved in the community, but we, you know, people like us, we like them and we care about them and they care about us as a practice and then relationships with family and the people I work with. Um, that's important to me. Maybe I'm just kind of a softy, lovey-dovey, sappy guy, but but I like people to like me and, uh, and, and I like making people smile and happy and laugh and all of that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I think I've just rambled on for five minutes, but I would put relationships and purpose up there. Um, the money and time are good too. I'd be, don't get me wrong. I'd love to, you know, be able to go to the Caribbean whenever I want and and all of that. But um, maybe that'll come when I'm retired. But for now, the the people, the relationships and the purpose. That's kind of what my goal. What we're focused on right now, and the time and money I think will come from that. Right. No. I, I... And you did mention that, you know, as your kids are growing older, you want to have more time, right? Because that's becoming even more valuable to you than money sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
terms of yeah, uh, go ahead, doctor. Oh no, I just that my little girls are. I mean, those, I they're they're my little princesses. They're my life. So yeah, I want to be. I definitely don't want to miss out on on those little turds growing up. Right, right. You know, looking back, what are some of the mistakes you made? I know you had tough days. Like you know, we are talking to lots of dentists. So, what are some of the mistakes? What are some of the missteps? Um, I, I think worrying and and thinking everything had to be up and running and ready and smooth out of the gate. Um, and I say that because it's just not reasonable and. It caused me a lot of stress before we opened, worrying that everyone would be trained and know how to use the software and know how to do everything. Um, and all it did was stress me out. And, and when we were open, you know what? We weren't ready at all. We didn't, I mean, we didn't know how to use the computers. We didn't know how to do anything. We did a walkthrough the day before we were open and like for a new patient exam, and we didn't even get through x-rays and exam. Like we didn't even get to the cleaning part of it, of a 90-minute appointment. And I mean, that... I I just had so much stress built up and tension and expectations that everything would be perfect from day one that when it wasn't, it was, it was hard. Um, so, and then now, you know, I, I talk to other doctors that are starting up or have questions or anything, and it's, it's just a uniform, everyone's stressed out that they won't be ready. And it's a uniform that nobody's ever going to be ready. That's part of it, but you'll learn on the job and you'll figure it out as you go. And people are extremely understanding. Patients are extremely understanding. And so I think I worried too much about everything having to be perfect, which then I got real stressed out about and then just kind of shut down and quit working on the business for a while there um, just because I didn't meet those expectations. And then now here we are a year later, we still don't have everything perfect, but we're learning and we're getting better and we're seeing improvements. And I'm, I'm much more, much more okay with that now. Um, as opposed to at the beginning when, I don't know, before we opened the office, it was just every time I'd hear an idea, I'd write it down, but like, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then we opened. I didn't do any of that stuff. And I was stressed out that I didn't do it and beat myself up. And, you know, it was kind of a cycle. And then I got down about it. And then I did nothing at all. Um, that, I, I don't know. That was, for me, if I was to do it over again, I would, <laughs> I would lower my expectations. I know that sounds yeah. terrible, but it 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 just it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be ready um, in any business, but you'll get there. Right. I think um, it kind of yeah. you you're touching on an amazingly interesting point, right? I mean, on so many levels. Um, uh, for example, um, you know, we are taught to get an A. A means perfect, right? I mean, you're supposed to get 90 plus. And who becomes a doctor? Usually, the people who get A's and who work the hardest. And then, mm-hmm. of course, nobody teaches you how to run a business, and you're thrust into this. And so you come in with that same thing, you know, yeah, just like I do everything perfect, you know, in my exams and my life, I want this to be perfect. And the reality is, you know, um, you know, there's so many moving parts, so many things and so many people, you know, you can't control, you know, people, people are human beings and things happen when they happen. And so, um, and I guess the good news is you're learning from it. You're realizing, you know, in some t- some cases, perfection is a good thing. In some cases, perfection could be the enemy. And you're just saying, okay. I need to change the way I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah. see this uh, with a lot of clients. You know, we, we build websites for them, and there are some clients who who will not let the website go live. You know, because it's not perfect. But the thing is, if it's live, then we can improve it. If it's not live, mm-hmm. there's nothing to improve, right? So, um, yeah, you know, 
once it's live, once it's you know happening, then you can see, hey, what can I improve? And every day you just make a tiny improvement, and before you know it, you've made 20 improvements. And you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to it's not perfect, it's not perfect, so I'm not ready, I'm not ready, and you're still on you know ground zero or you know step number one. So that's that's an amazing lesson, uh, and you have the self awareness to notice it. That's awesome. <laughs> I noticed it a little late, but I was, yeah, you're right. We figured it out. Is that the one that cost you a lot of the stress? You talked about stress, and is that a huge contributor to stress? I think so. I think it was. I, you know, it was for me. I think it was just generalized stress and anxiety um, because I couldn't put a finger on any one thing. Um, and, and it wasn't like we, it wasn't a stress of the business is going to fail. We don't have patience. It was just, I think I just was overwhelmed and thinking I would step into a rosy, perfect, everything would be ideal. And I would whistle and skip into work every day. And it just wasn't like that. And when it wasn't like that, I was, I don't know. I, I just, I got disappointed. I'd had such big expectations for so long. Um, unfounded expectations that when it wasn't that it was a lot of work, it was a lot of stress, and and you know you you really got to work hard at it. Um, and sometimes it's 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 not easy. That I guess I I don't know, I didn't handle it the best, and I think a lot of it came from those expectations. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we all want know what we want. So let's say you are a having a half a million dollar practice. Now you want a million dollars. A lot of people, what they do is they look at the million and say, hey, I'm half a million short, and that depresses them. Mm-hmm. But the best way to do yeah. it is to look back and say, hey, I used to be zero. Now I'm half a million. That's half a million more than I used to be. So, hey, I should be excited. But I think mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we just look at the wrong end of the equation. Instead of looking back, when we look for how, how well we are doing, we look forward and say, what don't we have? Yeah. And then I think looking forward is good but because it tells you where to go, but you don't want that to stress you out. Yeah, you want absolutely. your happiness to come from, you know, looking back. And even appreciation is that, right? You're noticing things that are right, and then you build on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Appreciation never looks forward and say, oh, well, you could be this, and you're not. It, it looks back and say, hey, you did this good job. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, no. Uh, if, if, if it was, I wish it was easier. <laughs> to 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 just really be content where we are because you're right. There's a tendency, and it's human nature. You strive for something, you get it, and then what's next? Right, right, and and always yeah. it's what's next, what's next, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I think, I mean, you're young now, but I mean, there are people you know who are at sixty, and it's it's almost like if you tie a bone in front of a dog. It'll keep going forward, but it'll never be able to get that bone because the bone keeps moving yeah. forward, moving forward, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like that. And I think it's kind of, you know, once you're aware of that, and uh, and that's where this concept of time, money, purpose, and relationship comes in because, yeah, always, you know, you can say it's not enough, it's not enough, and, you know, keep moving the you know, goalpost. And you can do that and stress yourself and, you know, pretty much live an unhappy life, or you can say, hey, let me look back. Let me smell the roses. I still can, you know, go forward, but I don't have to get stressed about going forward. Rather, I can enjoy it. I can say, hey, look how far I have come. Now mm-hmm. I'm just going yep. forward, you know, even further. So it's just the same life. It's just you look at it differently, and one is happiness, and the other one is stress. And But but, but these are things we have to learn on our own. Nobody teaches us these things in school or, you know, in a diploma, right? So, yeah. of course. Yeah. 
people can try to tell you and then it, it yeah. <laughs> you have to you gotta go through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Any last piece of advice you would like to give to new dentists? Uh would you tell them don't do what you did? <laughs> I, no, I I absolutely think they should do um what they want to do. I would, you know, just caution that no matter what you do so i started a practice that was stressful buying a practice can be stressful just yeah set your goals work hard take care of your patients you know and your community the people you're around that you work with but be reasonable and don't get upset if things aren't exactly like you thought they would be because they're probably not going to be um and maybe that's just been my experience but i think in general it's just you know, it's going to take work and it's not going to be easy. And my, my mindset tends to be a glass half full um, optimist, maybe to an extreme, maybe seeing things through rose colored glasses. So that, you know, for me, maybe I've been opening a practice. It was like, this is gonna be the best thing in the world. And a normal person would have much more realistic expectations. Um, but I would, I would say, keep that in mind, but you know, don't, don't get too caught up in drilling on teeth and miss the you know, miss everything else going on around you. And then also, I mean, I, I talked to a lot of dentists just, just, you know, cause I've just gone through this startup thing. And, and so, you know, I've got friends and people that are asking questions and I enjoy helping out. So, I mean, if anyone wanted to, to call or email me, I can share that and, and, and shoot me an email or send a text or something. If you have any questions or going through, cause it's hard and we're all dentists. It's a small community and uh, there's people out there that can help out or been through there been through it before. I mean, if someone's like, what in the world am I doing? Uh, well, I've asked that same question. So it's sometimes good just to, to vent or talk or ask questions or whatever. So my cell phone number is 405-834-6348. Um, and you can feel free to call or text. If you call, leave a voicemail because I won't answer if I don't recognize the number. And then email is trentmccord at gmail.com. So yeah, if I could help anyone out, then then cool. I'd love to. That's awesome. It's 405-834-6348 is your mobile, and your email is trentmccord at gmail.com. Yep, that's it. And and you're pretty much giving an open invitation to anybody. I hope you don't get too many calls <laughs> who's interested in that, learning from your experience and asking for advice. No, that's 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 fine. I can't get too many. It's it's kind of I. It's fun to it's fun to talk to people about dentistry and stuff. We're like I said, there's only so many people that understand, you know, what it's like to have to run at people with masks on, stabbing them with needles every day. And so it's, it's we're a weird group of people. So it's it's good to it's good to chat and, and get to know other people that do what we do. Yeah, and I love the fact that you look at, you know, the glass is half full and you look forward to life. You don't, you know, you don't judge life. So that's awesome. So as long as you keep doing I'm that, you're not it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Dr. McCord. And once again, everyone, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Growing Dentist. Thanks.